0: We've always had very melodic passages, even in the heavy songs, you know, but we've never done an out-and-out acoustic song since um, one on the second album, "Political Sun, which is one of my favorite songs that we did.
1: Oh, exactly. yeah, we're going to play some jazz for you now.
2: A to Z, innit? I need to see, innit? Oh, easy,
0: you're to the brain, innit?
1: in A to Z,
0: in it. Yes!
1: Computerless again. Very, mm-hmm. absolutely computerless. And in this space that we've been many a time, and by this time. I uh, must, I think ten episodes? I mean, the Birch ones certainly added a few into the fold. But we've recorded a lot here. And also, uh, I will present you guys formally, but yeah. I don't really need to. Because you've been on even more than we've been recording here. I've been on even more than you <laughs> Not really. Not really. Not really. It's but really. a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. Henrik Johansson. Yes. And Matthias, his twin. Hey, Mattias hey. Matthias Reynoldson.
3: Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, Matthias. Uh, we've recently done uh, Martin Birch, right? And we're still trying to recover from that experience. It was very
1: intense. <laughs> very intense. I yes. mentioned that in Power Slave Part 1 as well. <laughs> and that was one of the times when I needed a little bit of positive feedback to feel okay <laughs> uh, normally not that needy but it was nice to hear yeah. that it was appreciated
3: but uh, apparently people like
1: it yes
3: and i, th- I agree with you still someone mm. had to do it someone had to do it someone had to do it i didn't say i had to do it or you but we had to do it
1: uh, it made sense somehow. yeah but that's um, that was in the past that was in the past not the future past the pure past as far as we know now heading in for a normal song episode mm-hmm. and we've had had this booked for a long time i think
2: i think so i think I w- that was one of the first songs i expressed an interest in taking part in
1: yes prodigal, sun. Mm-hmm. prodigal mm-hmm. sun as we record this it's beginning of fall i think it will be released a while from now it's probably all dark uh, <laughs> and, um, and wet out there at least in this part of the world but this song to me mood wise has that mood of uh, the early fall and the, or the late late summer September Indian summer kind of vibe to it, which I don't find in that many Maiden tunes. Uh, we could start there. It stands out quite a bit. Like there's no other Maiden tune like it. Uh, doesn't like, matter if you feel like it's a September song or not.
2: No, I totally agree about the uniqueness of it. And it's been uh, I was going to call it the party trick, and as, but that would imply that I entertain and have parties, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it,
1: I have, which is ludicrous. Yeah,
2: but I have, I have. To people who are not uh, that, who don't know Maiden that well, I have played this song and asked them to guess the band because m- many people don't really recognize Paul Diano from the off either, and especially the way he's singing on this one. Oh. Quite and uh, no,
1: high and kind of uh, not soft, but uh, I guess uh, gentle or um, vulnerable. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not
2: the the punky grit of his Iron Maiden right. delivery that you're used to. It's more
1: well expressive, perhaps. I
2: don't know. Mm. And I think uh, every time
1: it, it, I have
2: succeeded in confusing people.
1: What would they have guessed? I don't think they even have tried to guess because... I'm trying to come up with a guess now. Like It's pretty hard to do. It sounds like a lot of things, but nothing in specific. Not that specific to me. I think it sounds
2: like one of those bands that I've never listened to. And I can... I could mention loads of them, but I
1: don't know what they sound like, so I can't really that say. the sound <laughs> '70s. It's '70s, yes, and early rather than late '70s, in my opinion, because later '70s I start thinking about more of the disco funk flavor, and mm. early I think more of the, you know, what what kind of spilled over from the '60s with uh, a lot of uh, folky feels, mm. and all the uh, what actually makes it most '70s to me is the, how they kind of. Stack major chords on top of each other. Yeah. In a way that when I attempted 70 sound the first times in my life, I would go for either like a mixolydian feel or I would go for that stacking of majors to a point where it actually it sounds maybe less happy than if you would just use the correct uh, major amount of major chords. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes into that, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, a little bit f- the flummig feel. You know, a little bit of the air up in the air feel, when mm. you start stacking major chords on top of each other like that. What do you think? It, yeah, I think
2: it's, uh, s- sorry, I'm getting caught up in the thinking about, is this a, is this an autumny kind of song? And I, I, have, oh, I confused you yeah, there for yeah, no reason. Definitely. But <laughs> when, it, when, when it comes to the, to the chords yeah, yeah, it's, it's unusual to have all the major chords go in, in that way and definitely unusual for
1: Iron Maiden to have it, but we'll get to that later, I guess. But yeah because the normal one for them would of course be to play the uh, c and the d if you're an e minor and yeah. they will be stacked major but that's also how the scale yeah exactly. works, whereas if you do it like this one i think the intro is something like b major a major g major yeah. e major or something mm. like that yeah exactly it's not it's you will have a different mode basically mm. maybe even technically it would be key changes within the sequence i'm not sure about that though but uh you know, I guess, it's yeah, definitely th- not B major. No, it's, it's not, it's not
2: uh, archaic major in any way. It's, it's not a traditional key thing. It's more of a modal thing going on. Can you play the intro? I can play it. And that's going to bring us to one of the really weird bits with it. And I'm going to try and find the guitar pick in my pocket,
1: but I'm not finding it. Or so you can take your time, Matthias. In the meantime, mm-hmm. early recollections of this song is something we usually try and start with. Do you have some...
3: Yeah, I have some actually because this song was one of the albums that I borrowed from from an older friend in could have been as early as 85 or 86ish. And uh from the very start it was a song that stood out so much mm-hmm. because it's uh it's a standout track and it's uh, very unique as you both said. Uh in Did the Did you ma- like it the first times? Uh I think I did. Uh, I think it's always had a bit of a special place in my maiden heart, actually. Uh, and but the album Killers was a bit that it was so, as an eleven, twelve year old, it was I couldn't really place it. It couldn't get a grip on it. Uh, yeah, because I recognize
1: exactly that, and this song was a big part of it. As a, when mm-hmm. I was a kid, hearing this, I was thinking like, why? Why are they doing this? This doesn't make any sense to me as a maiden listener. And it was only when I got, I mean, considerably older Mm. and started really liking the album Killers. Mm. A big part of it was recognizing this tune, for example, as a part of why Killers is interesting, because maybe at first thought, even now you think of Killers, oh, it's that kind of, you know, action-packed kind of, heavy or hard-hitting, rocking album, hard-rocking mm. album. Mm. But then you start thinking, why could it be among my maiden top? Sometimes my very favorite. It has to have some variation, right? Because our mm. maiden tends to. Mm. And then this song really came to me. Also, I, I guess I wasn't as sensitive to the majorness mm. When I was a metal kid, I definitely was. I was mm. looking for those, always for the minor sixth. Because then yeah. it's like, yeah, it's metal. Mm. Uh, you know So, I, so yeah, sh- sh- long story short, didn't work for me at all, and then uh, become became one of the staple reasons that Killers can be a very competitive album. Yeah, uh, in in the discography.
3: Yeah, in in the eighties, I thought that Killers was the worst Armada album. No, I think a lot of all have, all through uh, the eighties for me, Killers was the my least. Fa- I listened to it a lot. Yeah. but It was my least favorite Armada album. I think a lot it's, of us it's have
1: been there, right? Probably.
3: But, but yeah. the thing is, uh, you talk about the major chords and everything. I, I listened a lot to the Beatles when I was a kid. So for me, hearing Our Maiden play something like that was a bit strange. But I was, at the same time, very used to that sort of harmonic mm-hmm. the scale and everything about it. So mm-hmm. I, it didn't really stand out in that way. It was just a, a sort of tune that I wouldn't expect Our Maiden to do.
1: Yeah, well, pretty much same for me, I guess, because I also had been listening to Beatles and also I felt like, okay, I recognize this. This is major chords. Mm-hmm. It was actually sort of my go-to for playing major chords was this song in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like... Du-du-du-dun-dun, du-du-du-dun-dun. That's mm-hmm. how they are. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like they should be doing a Beatles thing then. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it felt all wrong to me. It's like, yeah. you know, that wrong mix. Yeah, It's like, this guy shouldn't be doing that. I like yeah. both these things, but they, they don't mix.
3: But But let's put it out there right away. I think this is... Perhaps one of my top 10, top 20 maiden songs. Oh, well, that's Probably. High, high praise. Yeah,
2: and yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. It, mm. It's because of the uniqueness, but also because I think it's a very, it's a sweet song. And then we have the guitar solos and we're oh. going to get there. It's, oh, it's yeah. just something
1: else. Mm. Yeah, if you tune all the way back to episode... Four Or something when we had Christian on, the first pick he did with the playing Adrian solos mm. for our show was this. Yeah. This tune. And it's a uh, yes. very nice Adrian solo. And the Dave solo ain't bad either. The Dave's is one of Dave's
3: best, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah. yeah. And they also they go for a more minor tonality during the solos, if mm. I recall. Yeah. They do. We're always with E in the root, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You said, uh, can Everything I play. over E. You said, can
2: I play the intro? And the thing yeah. is, yes, I can do that, but. I would have been objecting to someone playing the intro like this, not not very long ago actually, because I don't hear it like that. Okay. But when I have listened, it actually they actually do, and I think this is one of the Iron Maiden strangenesses of doing things like this, which is they're not they're not doing it properly. The, the harmonic is is totally
1: wrong. Yeah, it's Steve moving the boxes again, uh, or whoever moved the boxes.
0: Well, <laughs>
2: I don't know if there are Never any boxes did. in that sense but I mean okay. the, the, at, at the first that first play of the chords then you have the bass just pulling the, loo- the the loose E string so you mm. have and the guitars are doing the same thing so you have always in the root, mm. which I find really disturbing, because I always heard it... <laughs> really disturbing? <Yes. laughs> like it yeah. sounds beautiful, isn't it? I find it really disturbing. <laughs> yeah, but I always thought you had the B, the A, and the yeah, D. Yeah. yeah, I also did yeah. And the thing that. is... The s- most the tabs next- think the same. Yeah, and the next uh, way around, the bass plays the B, the A, and the D, mm. but the mm. guitar still play the E. Everything thing. over E, basically. And I, th- and I th- just feel that's so weird, because it makes no harmonic sense.
1: Sort of like a Bordeaux or a, a drone. Yeah, it works, and that's also a very 70s thing to do. Very jammy mm. for being Maiden, right? something yeah. you could come up with during a jam.
2: And and, and it's the same thing I you say with the solo thing. Yes, it's
0: nice.
1: And here, of course, the tonality itself is much more of a Maiden standard. Yeah, you know? definitely. you get to
2: that. Yep. So, but I think that's that's a curiosity and. It's interesting when you were talking about uh, maiden songs with an au- with an autumn feel to them. Uh-huh. Journeyman comes to mind as mm. well. Yeah, that's a really good choice. I so saw
1: Matthias recommend mm. that uh, just the other day. Okay, in, yeah, in, in uh, Maiden A to Z, friends of the beast on Facebook, exactly, mm. An ever growing group of lovely people. And <laughs> join, yeah. But the thing is,
2: Journeyman also has this harmonic curiosity, which I would, which is a very nice way of saying Steve is playing totally wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, in, I was
1: schooled in that one because I was fairly confident saying it's just the white keys, it's just A minor, but it's not. No, it's F not. sharps come he, to play. He's,
2: he's, yeah, it's, it's just so weird that he, he doesn't follow the, the harmonics in my, uh, the, the, or the scale. He's just playing something out, totally wrong, and, that's, and it disturbs the hell out of me.
1: More jammy, for sure.
2: Uh, not jammy at all, just wrong. Okay, but we're not maybe talk both, about that
1: Maybe both jammy and wrong? You're just, jamming it, You're just jamming it out. Yeah. You know? You're just jamming it out. You know.
2: I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> I think that's that's a really interesting and weird kind of thing with "Prodigal Son," and I also think that has something to do with the genesis of the song.
1: Okay, and so not the band genesis.
2: No, the uh, the origin, origin of the, the, the song,
1: images. because it has Steve as the sole writer on the album. Yeah, which is hard to believe. That's something I brought today. Like, okay, it's good. Henrik is here because I can. Check if there's any information on yeah lost credits
2: and lost has to be and lost the thing and the thing is Steve has gone on record saying that oh well this is a this is a weird one because I played I, 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 I normally write on bass but this one I wrote on acoustic guitar and I also wrote Strange World on acoustic guitar <laughs> okay the curious thing is <laughs> that like neither neither Steela neither prodigal son nor Strange World are written by Steve because they are re- <laughs> there are other members early members who have claimed to have influenced
1: it quite a bit yeah so. it's a clever way to dress up uh, the steel harrisness of it all mm-hmm. yeah like, oh this odd thing happened
3: and I had yeah. to play it like but maybe I think they that, buy, maybe they'll yeah. buy this i think that <laughs> that quote that you you pull there is mm. from somewhere in the early it's 80s. the early 80s yeah. it's 82 something so like maybe that. he was uh, still trying to sell still <laughs> the concept yeah. of only mem- um, members of the band yeah Write the song, which is the way, Perhaps. which is,
2: I guess, the way that has governed the the credits for everything that they have yeah. done. Which is also makes it so weird when they pull out all the tunes to use, because let's face it, that's what Killers is. It's the what's left from the
1: first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why you see a lot of Harris credits on it. Every because single song except for the title track, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, because they're all earlier tracks. I mean, yeah. earlier material that has been re redone, basically. Mm, yeah Killers was sort of Killers new. was new Murder in the Room Morgue was yeah. new and then I guess it was all Genghis all Khan the... perhaps Genghis Khan I think also. we mentioned yeah. we already mentioned these it seems, yeah.
1: but it's good to repeat it because and it's not common knowledge but I think no. Murders, Killers and Murders and killers, and killers
2: are definitely songs written mm. there and I guess they sort of felt they needed another track mm. and for some reason they had I mean they have played Prodigal Son was part of the set in 78 mm. or something like okay. that
1: okay but uh, no, no bootlegs. There is a,
2: apparently a recording. I don't have it, but there is a recording from the Bridge House in May '78. Is
3: it? I have some information here. Okay. <laughs> According to there's another song. There's the building. The, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the much mentioned Luis Mariano Rodriguez.
1: Detailed discovery of the
3: piece. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his his research says that uh, "Prodigal Son" was first performed on the 17th of April 1978. At the Bridge House, Canning Town, in London,
2: which is the, it's Barry Perkins on drums, yeah, Terry Wopram
3: guitar, guitar, uh, uh, Tony Moore? Tony Moore. Is
2: that Tony Moore's only gig with Maiden?
3: I I think the uh, I think this must have been Terry Wopram's last gig in the band and Tony Moore's last gig in the band.
1: Getting this they, stuff right is like the Iron Maiden trivia equivalent of wave surfing but really, they, really, No, have no, because precise and have balance <laughs> but okay
2: I'm, I might be mixing this up but they did gigs as a four piece as well and I don't know if that was before Tony Moore or if it was after he left but uh, because Dennis Wilcox was still a singer yeah Dennis
3: um, Wilcox was a singer and the Thunder 6 played the drums yeah
2: and apparently they also did play it on early gigs with Paul Diano I mean Loopy claims that he have heard them play it at Ruskin Arms. Yeah. And I mean, what can you do if someone claims to have heard something? I don't. I, well, I,
3: I can... also know that it, uh, at least it was performed at Pauliano's first gig with the band. Yeah. Who. Again, going back to Luis Mariano Rodriguez, mm-hmm. excellent research. Uh, and it was played on the 15th of February 1979, at same place, Bridge House, East London.
1: So, having not heard these performances, Do you think it was similar to what we hear on Killers or do you think it was different?
2: It's a very good question. I think it must have been different in some sense.
1: Yeah. I would guess as well. Because
2: allegedly or I don't know if it's allegedly or if it's more or less we know it since he has said it that Terry Wapron claims to have written the bulk of the song. Mm. I don't know what that means by Killer stand as he might have done just the you know the chord the chord thingy
1: where the fuck is it? (laughs) you Could safely yeah. call the bulk of the song, I guess. De-
2: definitely, because that's I mean the verse and stuff. Mm. Because, and Steve Harris would never play a, a, a nine chord, right? Uh, on that E, he would never do that. I was like going a, to ask you about
3: that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. there chords here that Steve is would it never <laughs> use? Add, add so I nine,
2: or two. is
1: it sus two? Uh,
2: well, I would say yeah, possibly s- no, not so. Su- is it sus two? You still have the uh, minor. It has to be an octave mm-hmm. lower, I think. Yeah, that
1: tone. And you have the, the third as well, so I guess it's add nine, add nine, probably no seventh in it, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, mm-hmm. nine it should be. It's like an yeah. opathy chord actually, yeah. chord, I would say. autumn that's chord. Yeah. Autumn <laughs> chord, <say>. yeah. Definitely, <laughs> if there's one autumn chord, I think that's a, yeah. a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's when the singing starts, right? Yeah. And it kind of shifts mode a bit, interestingly, because mm-hmm. they have all this whole build up with stacked major chords on top of each other, very 70s feel. But then they, it's almost like a, a little cloud appears, mm-hmm. and it goes a little bit darker when the singing begins. But yeah. it's still so soft, so it's not like. As a kid, I didn't notice that it would be a, a change of mood because mm. it's still soft and kind of vulnerable. But it is quite a distinct switch yeah. when singing starts. Uh,
3: actually, before recording this, I, I asked uh, Thunderstick, Barry Perkis, uh, about this song. And uh, <laughs> he wrote back to me, that said, I had to listen to, the, to Killers because uh-huh. uh, he, he couldn't remember the title of the song, he said. And he has no recollection at all ever playing this song. But according to the research, there are... And there even is a recording of yeah, it. So yeah. there must be... He must have done. He must have done. But some it can't years re- have
1: passed, right? <laughs> yeah. I had no yeah. recollection of Quite having played NIB live. And then I found a clip. I played that song live. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm mm. considerably younger.
3: My, my hope was that he would have some sort of memory from the rehearsing it or doing yeah. something. What, right. what did it sound like? What... Uh, How did it come about? But we drew blank, unfortunately.
1: But he did go back and listen. Did he have Uh, a comment at all?
3: uh, He liked the song, but... It's a good song. (laughs) It's a good tune. He could not (laughs) really remember it. Uh, Should we listen a bit to the original? Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. Also, we need to comment on the lyrics. They stand out a fair bit in this tune.
3: They do. They really do.
1: Two guitars, right? Yeah. Did you say one electric and one acoustic? Yeah. I think both are acoustic. Yeah. Some interface yeah. or finger. or is that the effect of two guitars? Yeah. Could I be that, that, yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Like a and, mm-hmm.
2: and one thing about this, I don't think I haven't got to mention it when we did the drum episode. All but right? one thing about Clyde burst drumming on the first album is that it, he's sort of like. I just, he just learned
1: the tunes a few weeks. joined Mayer in a few weeks before the recording. Oh yeah, you mentioned that in one of the episodes, and I re mentioned it too. Yeah, uh, because it's a very interesting point. But he, and I looked it up. He had been in for weeks only. Yeah. And then on this album, he had I, been in for yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, be longer. Yeah, he considered be longer. But this sort of like, I'd like to think it confirms my idea that this song was a very late ad- adding to the track list because his drumming is very. He's not doing a lot.
1: Is your it sticks or is it uh, the uh, brushes? Or I, think uh, yeah, I think it's proper sticks, proper I think sticks they yeah. wouldn't go anywhere. Give it a little pause here, before the singing. Mm. Uh, one thing I noticed, or maybe it was Axel actually in Maiden Podden who noticed it, is that, that uh, rhythm is very typical of Maiden, very, also very 70s and jam-like. Yeah. And the
2: tempo is like nothing of another Maiden tune. True, you couldn't put any other song on top of it. I don't know, is there, a, is there a later song that might fall, th- fall into this?
1: No. Never heard I've never heard Nico play that feel whatsoever. That, b-tum, 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 not without main, main st- at least. St- no. St- down. Right. No, I don't know. It's a very odd odd bird in the sending. And the bit we listened to so far, mm-hmm. every single chord has had the major third, right? Uh yeah. I think so. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I, if they're full major chords or not, I can't remember. There might be that but thing it, also they over E everything is over E well not when you get to the, the very da,
2: beginning da, 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 you get right. to the
1: ga da, 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 then all the uh, even the guitar switch so they yeah. switch roots mm. okay and uh, is, is it nice is it very nice <laughs> i think it's quite nice i think it's very i think it i like that because it has a very
2: folky sort of feel it
1: open and feel to it right.
2: and i and i, and I, I can't yeah as we said i can't really pinpoint it i don't really yeah. know what kind of music it's reminiscent of or band or whatever but
3: but it still has a lot of energy yeah, I mean, but, but I, th- I think, and I think
2: that's that. Yeah, that's the thing about my idea with Clive's drumming. He's just playing ahead. He's not really. He's not. He hasn't learned the mute. They haven't learned the song. They're just playing it. Okay. Yeah, and but it's so evident on what on his playing on the first album because he's just doing stuff, and it's only Running Free that has some kind of frills because
1: that's yeah. the song that they all learned for the album. How do you feel about Killers in general? In this. Particular topic? Uh, does it feel like it's very rehearsed, or that he's
0: just I, I playing I think the ahead, rest or? of it
1: is, feels
2: rehearsed because okay. it's songs they have played. I don't know if they yeah. played "Purgatory" or "Innocent Exile" a lot, but they
1: did play other songs. Yeah, The feeling I get is that he's way more in in the band. Yeah, here, definitely. General, right, more
2: confident in what he can do and how he's going to play.
1: And also, how Birch picked him up. Um, yeah, so check out the Birch Summer Special, <laughs> <laughs> released back in summer. <laughs> but the way the way he. He, he The way he <laughs> just got the drums recorded mm. for Killers is as good as any other Iron uh, Maiden Birch production to yeah. me. He just comes in d- um, doing it right mm. from the start. Then it's been debated is it four tracks, four mics, or is it actually uh, sub mixes yeah. that will go onto the tape? Mm. That's something we mentioned. Mm. Important, I guess, but uh, it sounds great. Yeah, it does. It sounds ve- very nice, very, very uh, honest, and kind of, I guess, not too meddled with, but a little bit beefed up as mm. well. Uh, because it is the early 80s. It's a period where you would leave the 70s partially. Yeah. But not completely. It was still the 70s sound, basically the 70s sounds, but maybe with some more beef to it. And I guess that
2: beefy thing might be that you say still has energy. Because, I mean, Iron Maiden are writing the the manual for metal in, this, mm. in 1980, 1981. I mean, they're... Yes. They're doing this new kind of proto-musical style, whatever it is. So, And that's why they can do this song. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, Journeyman is even more weird because they did it in 2003. <laughs> yeah. Because they, if you listen to Maiden albums nowadays, they are very much in a, the same format, in, to my ears at least.
3: Yeah.
1: And Journeyman is clearly the closest Maiden song to this song. Yeah. And uh, Adrian also mentioned that mm. in the documentary, I recall. Saying like, oh, it must have been Prodigal Sun last song we did it." Completely acoustic number.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm... Journeyman is a Bruce, Adrian, Steve song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or maybe... uh, Yeah, I think so, so, yeah. Could we think, or do we even know, if Bruce actually wrote some of the music? Because he has done some acoustic stuff Uh, as as a solo artist. For which tune? For for Journeyman. Journeyman. Ah. Uh, Yeah, I think very... Very, very
1: likely. Yeah, yeah,
3: chords. I can hear it at least. Melodies for sure. Melodies, yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm. Melodies. I guess if he's credited, is normally his singing melodies, mm. which is obviously a huge part of any Armenian song. Mm. Maybe the part. Chords, rhythm, and singing melodies. Uh, but yeah, this song—if um, it's something I can pinpoint with what it sounds like—it is that it sounds extremely seventies. I would say. Like, there's not a hint of 80s in there. No, 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 th- there's, Music there's definitely no 80s in it, for sure. And the way he sings, I guess we'll get there now. Should we do lyrics as we go through the song? <laughs> now we're back. No,
0: we're yeah, dangling. where were we? We didn't though? even
1: leave. We didn't even leave. There was no break, but where were we? We were going to the lyrics, weren't we? Yeah, let's or go for, for the lyrics for a bit. Yeah, uh, cause all I've heard of these lyrics or about these lyrics, rather, is that this song was presented to Diano, I guess, for these sessions. I don't know if mm. he had sung it already, and he was hesitant. Is this a love song? Because that was too wimpy for his taste at that time. Yeah, I'm I, sure he wrote love I, I, songs in rec- Battlezone later. I recognize
2: yeah. where where. You, some kind of interview with this right, company, right? Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. Let me so, remind you that I just said that it was actually performed on his first gig with Armada. Okay, so he yeah. had performed it. Yeah. Maybe, but
2: even, we don't know about the lyrics. So maybe up. Were they knows. the same lyrics? We don't know. Maybe it was
1: ahead of that gig already. Yeah. That, in '79, February. Of 79. Maybe it was ahead of that that they had the discussion and and Harris had to sell it to him and he was like, "Well, no, it's not a love song. It's about a demon, Lamia, supposedly some kind of demon, mm. and um, a demon, I think." So has something to do with maybe with sleep or something like that? Or uh, pretty yeah, much
0: this is no. where this I is begin this, this guessing. This is where the research glasses is where come Where I begin on.
1: guessing and where I begin hoping that new information will come into this to this room because that's where, that's all I know. And I put then, my
3: uh, reading glasses on. It's I, a, but it's not a love song. It's not a love team. song. Yeah. Okay, so uh, first and foremost. Uh, and Lamia is a demon, maybe. Lamia is a, a, a beast, of a monster from Greek mythology. Okay. And. Uh, uh, Lamia was a mistress of Ceph's. Zeus. Zeus, do you say? Zeus, Zeus. Zeus. Zeus in English. Yeah. Sorry. Zeus. Uh, but apparently uh, Zeus' wife, Hera, Hera, got so annoyed that every time uh, Lamia gave birth to one of her husband's children, she killed Technically it. Technically bastards then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if there are any divine bastards. Mm-hmm. So she Divine she, she that killed all these name? children, yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course it drove Lamia mad. And uh, that and the madness made her a child thieving and child eating monster. Mm. And there right. are two two different uh, sort of versions of this. That's maybe where I started thinking about sleep. Like it was what it
1: was like, Enter Sandman kind of thing. But yeah, it was not about sleep. It was about eating children.
3: Very closely related to sleep. There is a a sleep uh, thing. Okay. I'll come there. Carry on. That was the first one. The second one is that Hera more openly forced uh, Lamia to eat children as a punishment for being with her husband. And uh, she also got cursed so she couldn't sleep. Lamia couldn't go to sleep. Ah, So what she did was that when she wanted to sleep, she pulled out her eyes.
1: And also in the song, right, there's something about a curse. Mm? Lamia, I've got this curse.
3: curse.
1: Mm? It's driving me mad. Something
2: like
3: that. So in short, Lamia was this monster that uh, they used to scare children with. If they were naughty, Lamia would come and eat them. So that would make the song... An evil lullaby, perhaps. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't get that. Uh, they sing about Lamia, but the way that the... was it? The protagonist uh, talks about or talks to Lamia doesn't really add up with the like, myth. sounds more like what Paul maybe
1: read into it. It yeah. sounds more like, oh, I miss you so bad. Lamia, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, come back to me. That's what I heard the first time. It's more like he's sort of asking of her for something. My
3: yeah. feeling was to me, Lamia. I've got
1: Da-da-da-da-da.
2: this feeling it won't go away. That's where,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I
1: felt. Like, okay. I felt the same as Paul, I guess. Like this has gotta be a love song directed to Lamia but then. Then I don't Messed I've around got with this mist- feels inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But uh, mm.
3: he also thinks that he messed around with mystic things and magic for far, far too long. No. I yeah. feel I'm being paid with this nightmare inside me. A little bit like Dave Mustaine and his problems with black magic. <laughs> they <laughs> ruined his yeah. life. Yeah, and, all his, and life. all his
1: relationships. There is
3: something about. for all of us to learn in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't meddle with things you don't understand. Or meddle with things you don't understand. What <laughs> <laughs> understand? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's
1: uh, intense stuff, though. Well, but, if you look at it mythology wise but the lyrics aren't that intense.
3: But th- there is there is another li- uh, bit funny thing about Lamia and okay. is that uh, there is a Lamia mentioned on uh, a Genesis album which makes me think that that's where Steve well, Steve first, pulled it from yeah. yeah. And uh oh, for sure. Mm. <laughs> it makes too much sense. It's uh I think uh, it's uh, Lamb Lamps lie down on Broadway. Lamps lies an... down on Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, yeah, that album. No, yeah, you have the one album.
2: where there's several lamps lying down on Broadway.
1: Yeah, that's a different one. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lamps, lamps <laughs> team up. It,
2: it's
3: team it's up the
0: sequel. On Broadway. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's actually a good album. It's the one. that My first Genesis album was that mm-hmm. one.
3: So no, I don't really get why Lamia. It's in the lyrics. It's more of an, just a just name. Basically, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Actual, the actual line, Maybe yeah.
1: just a name to prove that it's not a love song. Maybe so. It's a child-eating demon. Yeah. F- full stop. <laughs> but I, have, I haven't really listened to the
2: lyrics so that I know that I couldn't recite them. But I think, are they Steve-like? I mean, are no, they not ang- angular in that Steve way of being very everyday speech, but in rhyme sometimes? Not outside
1: of what could be Steve but not very typically steve no i would say
3: but maybe that's why of the listen singer, like to guitar listen to, of the what I've mm.
1: got to say no I, I feel it comes from someone else yeah when i when just when i'm feeling it now like it, i can't relate yeah, that to what would uh, yeah, come out it's of Steve whistling whistling steve on,
2: on the other hand could i've got to organize some changes in my life i'm have To exercise the demons from the past, I, oh, yeah. well, it's sort of like yeah. listen to me, listen to what I gotta say. I've got true. this feeling, yeah. and it won't go away.
1: Mm. It's did yeah. you do the lyrics for that one? Yeah,
2: for oh, Wildest Dreams, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. It's Adrian would never write anything like that,
1: the, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> no, not to say, but at the same time, it's typical Adrian theme in it, isn't it? Like, uh, uh I need to go somewhere else, like at uh, this wishful, I but, think, I think, uh,
2: Steve was in, was had he. Was the divorce fully fulfilled in 2003?
3: Yeah, it must have been.
2: But he, w- he was uh, escaping from things. Okay.
3: Still. Still. <laughs> <That's> still. <laughs> still. No I longer, maybe. No longer. Who I think knows? it was divorced in 94, 95. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. divorce?
2: Well, no, no it, wasn't. it wasn't a long one. I was just thinking about what happened. If there was, Because there was something about him, maybe he found a new this is bordering too much the private Iron Man, which is yeah. totally uninteresting. So you know, he
1: ain't like those other men. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for sure. He stated that early. Yeah. yeah. As early as this tune or earlier actually. Mm. Earlier. Um, are we, should we dive further into the lyrics or should we listen more to the music?
3: <sighs> for me, uh, no, I don't think there's much more to say. Can you just... Uh, it's a bit confusing. Recite
1: for... a, a part of the latter part of the lyrics just for us now.
3: Well, he sings about the devil that's got a hold of his soul and I just,
1: won't let, just won't let me be. And that's an odd meter, I think, on that feel. I don't think it's an odd meter, but I think it's a very
3: odd thing. <laughs> it's almost
1: as dun dun odd as, dun dun I remember dun dun we did uh, dun dun Charlotte the Harlot. Dun
2: dun dun. Charlotte the Harlot is just full of can, spin-over can, stuff. Can, so. can, you
1: still, can you still emulate that weirdest bit of Charlotte the Harlot? I, think, I try sometimes, but my like my musical memory fails me That long as...
2: Which, um, I mean, I think, I think the entire song is a bit weird because there's so many changes
1: in it. But there's one particular bit that you did when we did the episode that I would just like to hear now. Did I do that one? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you did actually. It ends, it's, it's like a long, long, long bit of rhythm. <laughs> <it
2: just ends>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot it now. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it ends <laughs> with <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <something like> that. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> arbitrary stuff.
2: Yeah, very arbitrary.
1: It's just very funny, you know. It's, and, then, and then the tail of it, you know, It's uh, kind yeah, of but a I mean,
2: continue. that's the thing with the song because it's it's just going on and on and on and on with all these permutations of that kind of thing when you have the bits after the chorus it stops it just goes on
3: right I mean the lyrics is just full filled with repetition yeah so much like the rest of the Killers album yeah alright yeah like another live three verses or one
1: one verse three times similar to the title track the Iron Maiden track in that song actually I think it's a good thing it's just like keep hammering that in it's a very weird verse, too. Yeah. Check out all my wares, Henrik. Mm. Got them all, all the back here. Got them yeah. all back here. And mm. then blood is above your ears mm. <laughs> or head. Even. Okay, so let's go for some more music then. Yeah. Because we're not so going to so. get any wiser on the lyrics, it yeah. seems. It, we have to ask. Steve. We, have, we have reached the wisdom we can reach. Yeah. His initial thinking will be like, oh, I, I nicked it from that guy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How am I going to answer this? <laughs>
2: Yeah so oh, we're rolling, we're rolling from <laughs> where we where we stopped yeah, just I before so. the verse yeah. yeah yeah
0: Do it, do it. No, I do. Sure.
1: all right at this point actually i was uh, carefully introducing our two guests even though they didn't need a formal introduction but what i did not at all mention is eric's uh, not being in the episode so far i now realize because here you are indeed here i am welcome to the program eric thank you for welcoming me to the program nice to have you here and uh, yeah you've been working that's I'm all working that's now all. i'm here nothing weird Nothing more no, nothing, weird no, than that. No, nothing untoward. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and, and now you're here. That was actually the plan. Yes. We're recording a couple of songs today, that's our plan. And we decided to start a bit early doing uh, this one. We haven't recorded um, The Prisoner yet. So any contingency errors, well, that, they're, they're on
0: me. Uh, we'll try and stay off them. Best we can. Very but good. here, are Eric, how are you doing? I'm very good. Very good? I'm very glad to be here. Ready to talk about uh, Iron Maiden? I am. Yes, I'm very yeah. ready to do this. Nice. <laughs> I uh it was very nice. Well I don't know what what so well obviously what we Power Slave's already been out for a while, right? Part one. Part oh, one is that no, uh, but, but uh, when that, this comes you, out
1: oh, when this comes out, yeah, definitely both. Because parts. that was the first one we did in quite a while.
0: It was. And that was very fun. Yeah, it was. That was a good one. It was but nice to have Ben on. For that was, one. It was nice, but besides my behind the scenes anxiety <laughs> yeah. inducing was, I had I had so much technical difficulties during that. I had computers that were dying, I had hard hard drives filling up, I had another computer not working. And, uh, I, yeah, many things. I had
1: a quick look. Is this like worth it to use for comedic value? But no, it was just stressful to hear. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it, it was stressful. It, it was not good. It was not just stressful, but also props to your girlfriend for uh, solid helping out there. Yeah, because right? she she kept cool very head.
0: to the point. She, she she's very good. At that. She's very good. At that kind of stuff. She got a the co- cool head about it. I was literally one more thing, and I you wouldn't have heard from me. I just left and, and gone out and. A yeah. down to the pub. But it was cool that you were a slave to the lack of power. Yeah, that was fine. You was
1: a slave to the lack of power. That was very good. No, Congenial. A power slave, much like the pyramids perhaps where yeah. power plants, who knows? <laughs> yes.
0: And we, were, we were corrected by someone in the group, right? Because they weren't made by slaves. They were made by... Well, I never claimed they were made by I slaves. I,
1: I actually believe they weren't. But uh, Ben mentioned it not really as his theory, just like as the main theory.
0: I think I may, said that in... Junction with a oh. joke. Yeah, you did a
1: good joke on that. Like, yeah. imagine building it, you're a slave, it kind of sucks. And then you're thinking, at least we'll be remembered for building this. And then yeah. fast forward till today, we don't know who built this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was like, very good. No credit where credit yeah. is due. Indeed. So, anyway, where are we in this episode? We are. We did talk about the lyrics to fill you in on that. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like what I hear in the lyrics, let's say that Steve wrote them, even though we are critical as towards that's uh, actually fact or not. But I let's say he wrote them. But I feel with the lyrics is they are like, all right, I'm going to write a love song, but it's not going to be a love song. That's what I hear in it. Yeah. Mm. So he's he's phrased it just like a love song, addressing a certain female name. From a Genesis song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which also makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it but apparently it's a child-eating yeah, demon
2: bit. and therefore still quite metal. And you can <laughs> love child-eating ed- demons. They have to eat as well. Do we like the lyrics, though? Because uh, you haven't mentioned... I haven't thought about them. So, and I really... I'm not that bothered about lyrics unless they're, no. they sound weird. So and if you're, this just, one you know, sound... you're just
1: meant to comment on them and you realize just now, shit, I'm in this uh, podcast where I have to <laughs> mention what I think about the lyrics. I need to come up with something now. What would you say? They're unclear because I can't recollect them. So, so good. neither good or bad.
2: Yeah. Okay. In a very explicit way. And Matthias?
3: <laughs> I don't think they're very good, but they work, of course. Yeah. And I think the name Lamia is just thrown in there because it sounds pretty neat but it, yeah. it works the vowels
1: yeah. the vowels work nicely there but i don't day, think
3: I, nice. I i don't think he tried to write a love song this is uh, this is a, a plagued man that reaches out to lamia whoever that is for help well, don't you I, think
1: I that's on an on. after construction though like he's like okay i'm going to avoid this being a love song even though i wrote this traditional <laughs> 70s style love song i'm now, or i didn't write it maybe someone else did now i'm going to try and <laughs> avoid this being pigeonholed as that so i'm going to Pull in these demons that eat children. That's
2: what I feel. It's mean, like an afterthought. Maybe,
3: yeah. maybe it was a love song. Uh, but, uh, and he dabbled around with uh, these matters. Love. For far too long. <laughs> for far too long. And he's in too deep. Into love. And yeah. uh, then, uh, then Paul Deano love, says. Love became David Coverdale. <laughs> I like this though. I think we should stay with this <laughs> and theory. Then, and this uh, is the one. And this then, is the one, Henrik. And then Paul
0: says, I won't sing that.
3: I want to say that. Let they're, 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 they're me know, sing Lamia. Oh, no <laughs> bloody
0: ballerina. <laughs> I, mean, I, I in, in all honesty, I had not perused the lyrics properly in quite a while until just this moment. There's bits in here, because, you know, Paul had a, I don't know if you know this, but he had a bit of problem with substance abuse. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? Alleged. Alleged. That's a hot take. Allegedly. Allegedly. I didn't, I didn't want to, yeah, well, I'm sorry I had to come out in, this, in the pod. Allegedly. But, mm. but something like, oh, uh, Lamia, please uh, try to help me. The devil's got a hold of my soul and he won't let, uh, let me be. And allow me, I've got this curse. Uh, I'm uh, turning it, turning too bad. Too bad right? All that sounds like something could <laughs> turning be like, too bad. It's such a weird trying to make just like someone with a drinking problem make it sound more romantic. And of course, romantic. he didn't write the lyrics, though. Well, of course, he didn't write the lyrics, but maybe if he are writing about someone you could
2: yeah, feeling that. But, but because that's the thing. I mean, th- one option is also that the lyrics are from the the original lyrics from when the song was written by most likely some other guy in the Maiden ranks. So and then we can't know what Who the was
1: the main subject again for that? The TP was the initials, I think. Terry Wapram. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah, TW, yeah. Yeah, and he was also involved, I think I asked you about this in Phantom or maybe not in Phantom, but Yeah, but he was yeah. in, he
2: was part of he has he has claimed that he helped he him and Steve worked on the song at his place and at Steve's place and right. they mm. sort of put bits together and worked out harmonies and stuff like that. So
1: so I think we'll stick with Matthias's theory there. I think that was the winner, and we'll we'll head on with the music. He's so, the only one that read up on it. So. Everything, yeah, exactly. Everything <laughs> you really missed so far, Eric. We talked a lot about the use of major chords here. ba bara and they just stack major chords upon each other.
0: I think it's good about that. You said the lyrics weren't, you know, the lyrics aren't amazing. I stretch the imagination. I mean, unless someone at home really loves them, in which case that's that's great too. But they're not bad though. I, mean, I don't think any one of us dislike them. But then also, it's interesting because they don't really have to, they work, if they work within the context of, you said you didn't really think about lyrics too often unless Mm. they're very bad, right? Or they sort of sound weird. Mm. So that means like, for instance, like you get these people who will comment on like isolated bass tracks and like, well, this sounds ridiculous, sounds untight, well. It's not supposed to be, you know. It's contextual. It's It's not supposed to be sort of Mm. enjoyed just on its own. It's supposed to be a part of like, there's like supposed to be like six other things here that will make that sound good with that. Yeah. Lyrics are the same way. Imagine it's not yeah. supposed to be. No one's no one's doing a poet, like reading this at a poetry slam, probably. But you know no. it, it
1: works within the context of the song. But all, out of all the Maiden lyrics, this, these are okay for a poetry slam. Yeah. Better than um, the apparition.
2: <laughs> Better than <laughs> no, most, I mean, things most things. Most things yeah. from fear of the <laughs> dark. Yeah, invaders. I'm, I'm moving around the Pillars. furniture.
1: <laughs> I'm moving around the furniture. I'm Casper the ghost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, let's listen to more of the music. Lies and more lies, music. Lies and lies. More music.
2: Well, I don't know because I think this thing reset.
1: When Eric said hello. I was having smartphone. I was
2: having
1: a smartphone. I was having ingen av I här I a smartphone. I was I was having I är having a smartphone. I was having
2: a smartphone. I was having a
1: smartphone. I was having a smartphone. smartphone. I was
0: having a smartphone. I was a a You get some very. You know, we get a lot of this. We don't get a
1: lot of this now. This is an entirely different feel. An extremely seventies, I said.
2: Unless it's the journeyman. Yeah, I know what I want. I'll tell you what I want. I mean, then we have the same tempo. So they are weird twins.
1: I like the bass playing here.
2: Yeah and the nice bass and groovy and the bass is doing stuff which is always indicative of it's a song that steve hasn't written
1: and now <laughs> that that
3: that. Yeah, we the proof mentioned by the
1: bass of the beast he mentioned that but as soon as he's not the writer, he's a more traditional bit yeah but he, he's many, doing stuff
0: yeah yes. Many, many many moons ago as they say we were just this is way before this podcast we were discussing when speed of light was a new song mm. how it was, that sounded because the, the chorus there He's just doing a low pumping. pumping, yeah, yeah like bit. in the pilgrim actually recently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But since he didn't write that, you'd figure he would be a bit more,
1: yeah,
0: pretty but, but he's not pumping in his own tunes no, like that. He's a pumping.
1: Mm. So yeah. yeah, but this bass is all over the place. Yeah. So, nice, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, this is the, is yeah. yeah, very nice mode. Mm. It's definitely a song that I always enjoy these days. Yeah. Mm. If it comes on in random or anything, it's a pleasant entry. I don't know how a song could come on in random, well, but I play, I play like all in... Iron Maiden songs random sometimes.
0: You can do that via digital means. Right. Ah, okay. Right. Actually, I enjoy it. I
2: admit. I also enjoy digital means.
0: It'd be very, very. I don't know how you'd have do a you system. You mean that a system where you had all your all your vinyls spinning at the same time, so randomly wanted to be activated? Or like yeah. one of
1: those CD pizzas?
0: Oh yeah, Are those things they had in like record stores. But they have like like a pillar of CDs spinning. Like when you see the, like you see them from yeah. mm-hmm. and then you could listen to the C D and you, you, you buy it right? mm-hmm. I guess they were mm-hmm.
1: is this the same as the when they jammed this in the beginning? Exact same progression? Yeah, but this is the this
2: is the
0: yeah. new yeah. one. When yeah. they
1: things before, like it's the same progression, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, the same. Yeah. yeah. Nice bass work. Mm. Excellent. Very good.
1: Yeah.
2: And that speaks for the Bars, drum miking yeah. the right bell is very loud. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Mm. Naturally loud? Yeah. And here we have the and now we get it get, it gets important again. The, yeah. the E minor at two and
1: the E major. Yeah at nine I guess we at nine at nine that was on. our yeah. compromise. Not compromise. Yeah. Agreement. This is nice. Yeah. Call back to Christian yeah. first solo he played yeah. and what a solo yeah. it is oh, yeah. To me, this is the entry of Adrian Smith into the band proper. is this solo because it is. I hear so much of what I still hear from him in a song like "Writing on the Wall," mm. right here, mm-hmm. and then the double stop thing. Yeah, like the Hendrix vibe. I hesitate to say because I don't think it's so Hendrixy, but there are some traces there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
2: mainly very good. Mm. And this is his. When he was interviewed at the time, this was his favorite take on the album as well. Yeah.
1: Now it switches to David, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a great
0: Dave solo. Also
1: excellent. Different style, but yeah, uh,
0: fast-fitting. I mean, even jumping back, because obviously you know, we've talked many, uh, many now are discussing their various styles and whatnot, very recognizable styles, both of them. But it's so interesting that even very early on, they, they still have... And you're a stickler for the good changeover from
1: solo yeah, to solo, like like, back yeah. to back. Like, mm-hmm. You have a very early yeah. example of that. Brilliantly pulled off. Yeah, I think yeah. they're
0: pretty sort of what, what they eventually. So I mean, obviously they they probably better what they do now because they've been doing it for so much longer. But they, but they but they but they. I feel like they were pretty. What they sort of became, or they were all the building blocks were there even even then. Yeah, different. like mm.
1: when we listened to the very early Birch, my comment was something including some profanity, but basically saying he knew what to do from the get go, mm-hmm. and it's recognisably him. Yeah, working. And yeah. I think that's the case for these two. And I mean, we all know, or we maybe we don't all know, I shouldn't assume, but they were friends quite a while before this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave and Adrian. Mm. And wow, nice, beautiful relationship. Yeah. Yeah. One <laughs> of the best
3: relationships in rock music. I mm. think uh Dave Solo also reminds me a bit of the, the one he does in Power Slave. Yeah. Which is yeah. perhaps yeah, sure, my, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. my absolute top favourite Dave and solos. Oh, definitely. that, that, that yeah. is my favorite. Yeah. I
1: think, we, yeah, I asked Eric, is this his best? I asked Ben, is this his best? And um, well, you pretty much just flat out said, no, yeah, say it yeah. is his mm. best. And Ben said, definitely among the top. Yeah. And I said, it was a super boosted variant or version of what he did on 22 Acacia Avenue or Phantom of the Opera. The slow solos there. I think in, in uh, Power Slave, he really like mm. took that to the top mm. of the pyramid. Mm. And and uh, but, but, sh- but here too, yeah. right? Here too. Mm. Uh, it's it's very nice. When we when we had probably um... I will learn teach myself this solo, even though it's not on our set list, because it's just something I would like to be able to play.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a nice one. When we when we when we had uh, you know Andreas in uh, to do the Dave stuff, the Mirror Madness. Did, did, did he play this one or did he? I don't think he did. Did he?
1: No, actually, he didn't. Oh,
0: well. He played a lot. It was like a human jukebox. Yeah, it was very fun.
1: Yeah one of the more played episodes actually the only and one that beats it is uh, i'm happy about that is Passion Dale is our second most played episode okay which is good well,
0: so i was so the, not the don swaner stuff not the well
1: the don swaner stuff i have to get a hold of the old stats All right, because yeah. there was a different service then yeah i don't even know so maybe that i would hmm. add up as higher but in our new service it's the kiss episode is the leader and then it's Dale, hmm. and then it's merry madness Mm-hmm. Uh, the kiss pro- episode. The kiss episode yeah. is yeah, it's the largest. It's, they are a big thing. <laughs> they are a big
3: thing.
0: I, pro- I probably don't They are a... popular.
3: I've heard. But yeah, I need, I didn't know they were that
0: popular. Yeah, they see- <laughs> seeps in even into our world. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps, unfortunately, <laughs> the, uh, probably the stats from the old, olden days are probably lost to the ages at this point. I don't <laughs> okay. Know olden, but, uh, uh, yeah, I
1: just remember the total number. Well, probably big. if we.
0: Well, but that's not. This is not interesting for to think No, anyway, this tune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This
1: tune. I think we're, co- we're kind of reaching towards a conclusion here. And mm-hmm. it's funny, we heard the lyrics, and it's like, yeah, yeah all right. But I think both of you mentioned this being in your very top, yeah. uh, perhaps top 10. I, I hesitate to say top
2: 10, but definitely, def- yeah, top 20, definitely. Mm. Matthias. Yeah.
3: Same.
1: I, I've not
0: thought about this. I mean, this is, this. is I do like this one, but it's not. I don't think it is one of my top. But it will clearly be on the list oh, of we can address definitely. now, because yeah. we've got two people in here with it in the top oh, yeah. 20, let alone top 50 sure no no yeah i mean I, yeah i could definitely no you
2: already did, did did the list thing but there's a curiosity here and i don't know how true it is and i can't see why the particular person would lie about it but according to Nico in an interview uh-huh. they did actually rehearse this song for the early days tour oh yeah. that would have been wild
1: it would have been so cool it would i have mean been. i i, I th- might have
2: died i m- could i might have died right. just, you you for just the right reasons down and yeah died yeah, yeah,
1: just yeah. F- fall over heart stops <laughs> yeah. done
2: yeah, I mean, happy. it would
0: have been
1: a absolutely smile. incredible yeah. Yeah. smile on his lips the fallen man mm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Henrik uh, can you play that background of the guitar solos again because I think it was the a nice background little bit guitar solo. yeah I liked it I liked it I on, like hearing it on the it.
2: drums or the bass or <laughs> uh, no on
1: the guitar no. my friend I think it's quite beautiful
2: I thought someone's going to start singing the solos here. <laughs> Give it up
1: for Henneke once more. <laughs> on. <laughs> that was nice. I like it a lot. It has some of the flavors, like a little bit of the Def Leppard flavor, dare I say? Usually it would I, I be what you mean Eric about that. that would it's, mention it's the, the
2: that. It's A-O- the AOR feel of yeah. moving uh-huh.
1: the D chord into that position. That D chord with the E over E. Yeah. And mm. then uh, it's a G string, right? G string, yeah. 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 Sounds very nice. And I think now that we're getting to the conclusion, to me, this, this kind of is the song. But it's not like it would have been the same song had it only been this. No, 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 of course. So it's that yeah. kind of climax to a song, mm. albeit quite a calm, relaxed climax. Yeah. But I, when you play it, I instantly I hear the melody, even though I didn't sing it. Yeah. Thank God. But <laughs> <laughs> I hear it in my head, and I feel that appreciation for for um, *Prodigal Son* peaking mm. at that point. I think mm. it's, it's that type of tune that is relying on. On all its parts, on a dramatic climax, yeah. but also on all the parts, as mm. you said, leading into it. And I also love this song quite yeah. a bit, and especially old me, oldish me, forty minus me, uh, likes this a bit. I'm forty, forty minus. I'm that? forty minus, Henrik, Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's okay. an age. Mm. It's a proper age. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So, yeah, I mean, I just, I just like it. Yeah, I have uh, one piece of information oh, left yeah, on, right. on my paper.
1: I was meaning to say that it was meaning I was meaning to come up with a clever segue that would end up in saying Matthias has more information for y'all.
3: Yeah, because uh, research never sleeps, right? Research never sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we did the Martin Birch series, which you all can listen to on the Martin Birch Summer <laughs> Special, <laughs>
1: featuring Matthias <laughs> Reynoldson and me. Is that yeah. the longest? Um... <laughs> Very long series. Yeah, <laughs> it's the longest day. It's yeah. the longest day. It's no, because my day was, it was, it was like like podcasting. Seven, like six or seven parts? Six parts, yeah. seven and a half hours.
0: That's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Like you said last time, and I didn't even notice, <laughs> that's quite impressive, you said. It is quite impressive. That's quite impressive. <laughs> and I didn't even
0: notice.
1: <laughs> I like Congenial. Oh, I like that moniker for you, Matthias. The very impressive <laughs> Matthias Nelson. Anyway, <laughs>
0: anyway. So you have some, you have some impre- impressive information? Yeah. He's impressive,
1: though. What would you say, Henrik? You're not easily impressed. Is he impressive? <laughs> Since I'm not easily impressed, I can't
2: say that he's impressive because he's not impressing me. So he's not
1: going over your (laughs) threshold?
2: No
0: one's going over my
3: threshold. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. (laughs) Is that a euphemism? Yeah, well, I'm not getting that. No, I'm not getting that.
0: That's that's, that's a a good quote to pull out of context and put it
1: somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, well, you said you're twins, but then again, only a couple of weeks back, Osiris and Isis, they were (laughs) both siblings and married. So wife slash sister or brother slash husband. So it's possible. It's possible. It is possible. Even for the ancient But not with Henry Egyptian, Not on his
3: watch. I wouldn't slash him, no. No. <laughs> anyway. So yeah. Your your information. Oh. My information. information. It's such a build-up now. I, this will sound less impressive, I think. Okay. Anyway, uh, I asked because when we were making the Martin Burch series, mm-hmm. as mentioned a lot of times the now. Martin Burch, Thomas. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I asked uh Loopy. Steve Newhouse, who was one of the roadies mm. barmaiden back in the day, uh, I asked him if they only used their own equipment recording killers. Because I think we had a discussion, I think we had a discussion about if Martin Birch made them like, you have to use another amplifier or this guitar ain't good enough or whatever. At least in general, we
1: were pondering how much he would uh, direct the band. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah
3: but according to loopy who was there at the time uh, they didn't uh, use anything else but their own equipment for the recording of killers but mm. this
1: song makes it makes an apparent situation to ask could it have been martin's acoustic guitar because
3: <gasps> how that could those punks so cool. have owned
1: a nice sounding acoustic at that time
3: or yeah. maybe they did maybe they did
1: but i have a feeling yeah. like okay you want to have an acoustic part play on this I don't know if I have I mean, any backing it, for it's, this. It's, Martin it's, did a lot of acoustic stuff.
2: Yeah, and uh, but, uh, but it doesn't have to be his. It could have been something in the studio. I mean, is mm. it Ian Gillen's stuff? Wasn't Battery, well, I think, Battery I think Studio the yeah. one that was Ian Gillen's before? Yeah,
0: yeah. So There could have been an acoustic guitar somewhere in there. Uh, that wasn't necessarily owned by Iron Maiden. No, Dave K- or Kingsway. Adrian. <laughs> that was Kingsway.
2: Yeah, but Kings. Yeah, but didn't? Wasn't it the same studio? The oh, same I clearly listened to the into Martin Summer <laughs> Special.
3: You have to listen to it because you get all the information. Yeah, yeah. So if he listens to that, he, he wouldn't have said something like that. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Have, probably not. And
2: I probably and I won't have to ask you this again. So you mean that
3: Kingsway isn't <laughs> the same? premises as Battery. No, no. but uh, Morgan Studios was the same as Battery. They changed yes. the name That's between the, the recording the, the first
1: album. I knew there was a change. Kingsway somewhere. was the same as Delay yeah. mm. Lee. Yeah.
3: Because Delaney Lee
1: moved. But anyway, listen to this Martin Bersom Special.
0: I, I was thinking, you know, even if the guy said there was, there was just them using their own equipment, it's possible that someone uh, an afternoon bar and acoustic guitar without him necessarily knowing it.
1: Yeah, but I th- I'm thinking like they had
0: cool Marshalls probably. They had cool marshals yeah. that they
1: brought up on stage. They wanted to use them. That's sure, what I sure. hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anything more? Nope. No. Okay. Right. We're concluding try it. out now. Concluding mm-hmm. it would, it, would it have been put on the list if, had it only been Eric's maiden to I don't know. Right.
0: I, uh, I think that probably had I gone, had I accompanied you on the journey of listening from the very beginning, I think it probably would have. Yeah, that tends to warm your heart. That's true. But like just coming into it now. But spontaneously, maybe not one of your. No, favorites. no, probably not. Yeah.
1: That's also why you choose to um, for us to start recording this, not yeah. the prisoner. Indeed, which, which we will soon record mm-hmm. and which you have already heard. It's a uh, time very, warp. Yeah, it's very... Uh, time warp. Yeah. So should we conclude this? Yeah.
0: yeah. Do, I, do I do a thing? I do a thing. It's actually. good to hear
1: because uh, Henrik is never going to be forced by me <laughs> to do any type of um, slogans. No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so let's do it with the, the unslogan
1: day. man. Let's do it with let's do it as this today. You do the first bit. I just do the
0: end, and we have Matthias finish. All right. So wait. So I, uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> how do I do this again? You,
1: usually, you go with the, from all of us to. All That's of right. You. from
0: all of us to all of you, up the irons, and call from the north,
3: and up the birches. Birches, <laughs> b- 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 <laughs> birches.
0: <laughs>
2: to say